You're listening to episode 151 of the Writing Life podcast from the National Centre for Writing, a weekly podcast for anyone who writes. I'm Simon Jones. And I'm Steph McKenna. It is 17th of June here in Norwich as we're recording. And you're back, Steph. I am back. I cannot believe I missed the 150th anniversary of our podcast. I know. We didn't plan that out very well, did we? No. Going on holiday. What was I thinking? Yeah, don't do that again. Oh, no. Never again. I'm never going. I'm never taking a break from work ever again. <laughs> no. It does feel slightly like that at the moment as well, because we are incredibly busy. Incredible. I mean, we say this a lot. We, On average, we're busy people, but this is a, a particularly busy moment for us, which is very interesting, very exciting, but also a bit mad. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a minimum threshold of busyness at the National Centre for Writing that we never go below. But at the moment, it's particularly intensive. But that does mean that we have lots of cool stuff appearing on the website and soon on YouTube. So if you head over to the nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk website, right now you can find a whole load of new commissions that have gone up as part of the International Literature Showcase. And you can dig into these right now over in the blog section, or if you follow the link from the homepage to the ILS section. And this is kind of a a precursor to more stuff that's coming next week, where we have three really exciting events. Steph, can you tell us a little bit about what's coming up next week? Yes, so our first event takes place on YouTube this coming Tuesday, the 22nd of June, and it's called Recovery and Reimagining the Literature Sector, and it's a keynote by Joy Francis. Joy is the founder and executive director of Words of Colour, and she's going to be drawing on her extensive background as a creative entrepreneur within the literature sector. She'll be talking about how we can embed transparency and collaboration and meaningful action into our, our literature work. I was having a chat with Joy as part of a, another event late last year, and mm. she's amazing. So really looking forward to that. I mean, her biography is absolutely outstanding. You have to go and have a read. She's such an impressive person, um, and I'm really looking forward to this keynote. I think it will be really insightful and fill us with just lots of great ideas and some hope as well after what's been quite a difficult 15 months or so. And then the following day on Wednesday, the 23rd of June, we have a panel event called Innovation and Enterprise in the Literature Sector. And our panellists will be talking about current practices, opportunities and challenges for innovation and entrepreneurship across the literature sector. So as you can probably tell, the International Literature Showcase does have a focus on the literature sector and professional development. So if you work in literature anywhere in the world, we do really recommend you check it out. Uh, If you don't though, if you're a writer or a reader, then on the Thursday, we have an event that will be of particular interest featuring Kai Miller. Yes. So Kai is a fantastic writer, essayist, poet, and he is going to be revealing 10 writers who are working in the UK today, emerging writers that he thinks are absolutely unmissable and that he thinks are influencing and shaping the UK's literature scene today. So these are 10 really exciting emerging names in our industry. So Kai is going to be joined in conversation with three of these chosen writers who are a secret for now, but all will be revealed very shortly. And he'll be chatting to them, talking about the other writers in his list and exploring what makes 
their work so vital. As you mentioned, this is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to seek out new writers to read and enjoy their work. And it forms part of a larger showcase of 50 outstanding writers. So any long-term listeners to the podcast will probably remember that we've had some curators in the past, Elif Shafak, Val McDermott, Jackie Kay and Owen Shears, who have previously listed their selections of 10 outstanding writers too. So sign up to the event, check out Kai's list, and then go on and check out the other 40 writers too. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff there and you can find out all the information over on the website if you head over to the International Literature Showcase section. And all three of these events are completely free for you to watch online. Do make sure you register in advance so we can send you a streaming link directly to your inbox. So, Steph, because we are so astonishingly busy at the moment, we're having a bit of a mini episode this week. Um, But because you missed the 150th episode last week, which was very selfish of you. I know. I thought this week we could actually take a little look back at the last year and a bit of the podcast and list out some of our favourite episodes, particularly for new listeners, because we know there's a lot of new listeners who have appeared over the last year, episodes which they may have missed, which are worth going back and digging out of the archives, because all of our past episodes are available through your favourite podcast app. So Steph, do you want to kick off with a particular recommendation? Yeah, so my first recommendation uh, will take you back to May 2020. So they the early weeks of the pandemic when we were just getting used to working from home and uh, having to sort of restructure the way we do the podcast as well and the way we do our festivals and events. And unfortunately, all of our events which were programmed in Norwich for City of Literature 2020 were cancelled, which was heartbreaking, if I'm honest, because we'd done so much work on them and we were really, really looking forward to them and one of the events that I was particularly excited about was called A Delicate Sight which was going to be uh, an installation an exhibition in Dragon Hall in our great hall Um, and it was going to feature visual artist Sam Winston and one of my favourite writers uh, and a favourite writer of National Centre for Writing, Max Porter. And A Delicate Sight came out of uh, Sam Winston's project, which he ran in 2015, where he created this completely blacked out studio. And he lived and drew within this studio without any kind of sight for, I think it was for quite a long time, actually. And he was creating art and images that were informed just by sound, touch, And all of those senses that were sort of heightened in the darkness. So from this, Sam put together a new project where he approached a group of writers, including Bernadine Ivaristo, Raymond Antrobus, Don Patterson and Max Porter. And he asked them to take part in darkness residencies. So they each spent a period of time, some a few hours, some spent all night in a complete blackout. And they were generating sort of drawings and texts and responses. And a film was created in response to this work as well. And we hosted a delicate site on our website in the end. We were able to sort of go ahead with the project in a slightly different form. So there were lots of ways you could get involved. There was a sort of audio soundscape you could listen to with Jared McGuinness, which would take you through a writing exercise. Uh, there were... the the works from the actual writers um, who were commissioned by Sam. There were lots of things, but there was also this great interview between Sam and Max Porter where they were talking about a delicate sight and talking about what it's like to place darkness at the centre of your perception and explore how sort of your senses and your thoughts and emotions are all heightened with that really unusual 
um, experience. And I mean, I could listen to Max talk forever anyway. I just think he's a fascinating person and a great writer. And he has a really nice chemistry with Sam because they've spent some time working together. So that was my first recommendation. Yeah, that's such a good example really early on when everyone was trying to find their feet in lockdown um, and our colleagues over in the programming department the way they converted what was supposed to be a very physical in-person in the building Mm. event into something that made sense digitally was really good and kind of set the set the tone for what we've been doing ever since it was so impressive wasn't it and you know as you mentioned it was kind of we were kind of all in the dark because we were in this really strange situation that we weren't used to and we were all stuck at home so it kind of gave me and I think other listeners like a bit of focus something to try out and do which was slightly unusual and took you away from the from your current surroundings and situations so if you haven't checked out that conversation or a delicate site and the, the delicate site landing page which is w- linked to um, in the podcast notes please do because it's a it's a really fascinating series of sort of steps and guided exercises and I think you'll really enjoy it. Simon what's your first pick from the podcast archive? So I mean the first thing I noticed is that we've had a lot of really great people on (laughs) over the last year and picking picking people out was actually really difficult. We've Um, done all right haven't we? It's just not yeah it's been all right and having the podcast something that could continue kind of uninterrupted despite all the disruption elsewhere has been really handy Uh, but my first choice, mainly because it kind of directly addressed COVID-19 and how it was affecting writers, was our chat with Richard Lambert, the mm. debut author of The Wolf Road. Um, we'd spoken to him already in sort of late 2019, where he, when his book was just about to come out. Then it didn't. And so we got him back on the podcast last year to talk about those delays and how COVID had affected it. And it was... Richard's great to talk to anyway, just about the book, and it's a fantastic book, but kind of talking very honestly about how the publication of his first book had been so disrupted by the pandemic was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that's affected all of us in all sorts of different ways. And yeah, that particular insight was really interesting. And I got to use a random clip of Boris Johnson at the start of the episode and put some dramatic music on it. So that was exciting. Is that, a, is that a highlight, including Boris Johnson in our podcast? or uh... Depends on your point of view, I suppose. Yes, I guess that's very true. <laughs> Steph, number two, what would you go for? Uh, so my second choice was our podcast conversation with Sonia Falero, who is uh, a journalist and a writer. And she's just had such a lovely time speaking to Sonia. Her um, newest book, which is a non-fiction book called The Good Girls and Ordinary Killing, came out earlier this year. Um, and I was fortunate enough to receive it through the post and had a read of it. And it's it's a shocking book. It's really eye-opening, but it's it's so well researched. It's such a it's a delicate story, but it's a very complex story about uh, sexual assault and violence against women in India. And Sonia went through a huge amount of sort of first-hand and archive research. She travelled to the area and interviewed villages and families. Yeah, you know, had to comb through all of the media reporting, and there was just so much that went into this story that she had to sort of tease out and organize I just was completely fascinated with the way she spoke about that kind of process and also how she dealt with this difficult balance between fact and fiction so she was interviewing these people firsthand and they were telling their story or you know their factual quote-unquote account of what happened but she soon found that some of those stories weren't 
went true at all and she had to go back and kind of re-interview people and try and tease out the truth so it was it's very much a story where there are inaccuracies and stories buried within stories and I just think she did she did such a good job with this book and it's had a lot of fantastic sort of critical reception and it's very very highly regarded so I think that was one of my first interviews of this year of 2021 actually it was quite a long podcast because I could honestly just listen to her speak forever. She's a fantastic speaker. Yeah, that was a good one. Simon, what did you choose for your second podcast pick? So I have a particular interest in games writing and we've had a few games writers and narrative designers on the pod over the years. And more recently, the, earlier this year, in fact, we had Greg Kasavin from Supergiant Games on to talk about his work on Hades. And at the time of talking to Greg, uh, Hades had already been a massive success and had won multiple awards. Uh, and I talked to Greg about the fact that the game had been so successful and you know, he's, he comes across as quite a humble person who seems slightly kind of bamboozled by the fact that he'd made something that has been so well received both by players and critics alike um and and since we spoke the game has won even more awards <laughs> including wow. multiple awards for writing so it kind of keeps keeps on going and yeah the, the the team and and greg have had such massive success with that and we were you know we we're very lucky to to manage to get him on the podcast because understandably they're quite busy <laughs> oh yeah um, absolutely but yeah, yeah, there's a very small indie team that started off kind of a decade ago doing a tiny little project. Um, and I think most of the team is kind of the same as it was back then. And it's an inspiring example of, of what you can really achieve when, you, when you're very good at something, <laughs> basically. Uh, Steph, what's next? So uh, my final pick, I chose three podcasts for this episode and my final pick was an episode about crowdfunding with Tom Cox and I know we've had Tom Cox in the building before but I hadn't had a chance to sort of speak to him one-to-one -one before and we had a really lovely chat I think we we have very similar viewpoints on quite a few things and our kind of interview extended beyond the actual recorded episode actually we were talking about lots of things which was really really lovely and so Tom has written 10 books, I think, including 21st Century Yokel and Help the Witch. And he writes a lot about nature and folklore and music and sort of landscapes and things like that, which I'm completely fascinated by. And for this chat, we we spoke about Unbound, which is a, a publishing platform, a crowdfunding publishing platform, and sort of the process of self-publishing, which is something that I personally don't have a lot of knowledge of. So it was really, really yeah, it was just very insightful for me to hear him speak about that. And he's done so well publishing his books through Unbound. They're very, very popular, which is lovely. And then we spoke about Notebook, which is uh, one of his books released this year uh, back in March, which is a kind of autobiography written and assembled in fragments over time. So we talked about that too. And his upcoming novel, which is his first novel called Villager, which is a kind of... Yeah, it's his first fictional novel, which he started 20 years ago and is finishing now. Really personable person, lovely chat, very funny. Uh, one of my, yeah, one of my highlights of this year. Yeah, that was a, a good episode to edit as well. I enjoyed that one a lot. And uh, it was pretty popular with the listeners as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom's got a big following online. Actually, he, um, as well as his writing, he sort of documents his day to day life. A lot of which is spent out, kind of in the natural world. And he's a really lovely guy to follow on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you have those platforms, do give him a follow. And Simon, what's your what's your next favourite episode of the bunch? 
Yeah, so my my third and final is perhaps a little bit lazy, but it's actually last week's episode. You know, the one where you didn't show up, Steph. Yes. Is it is it your favourite because I didn't show up? Don't say this. <laughs> no, no, that's not the reason. No, so I mean most people who's listening who are listening to this episode probably heard last week's episode, but it was with J. Michael Straczynski, who's a, a scriptwriter of film, TV, comics. He's writing his first novels now as well, which is coming out this year. Um I've followed his work since I was a child, basically. So he's been heavily influential on on me personally. But what's been really lovely since the episode went out is I've had some messages from listeners on Twitter and elsewhere where they've said that listening to Joe on the podcast was really inspiring and they thought it was a really optimistic, hopeful conversation that has helped people who have kind of drifted away from writing get back into it and, and mm. kind of find their way back to it. And it's just lovely to know that uh, an episode of the podcast helped some people kind of reconnect with their writing, because particularly during the pandemic, as we've discussed on numerous episodes, it it does make it harder. You know, it's, it's not the case that you get to stay at home and, and write that novel that's always been inside you. Um, it's, it's actually something that kind of gets in the way of a lot of creativity. And yeah, talking to J. Michael Straczynski appears to have helped people to to crack on with those novels. So that was great. Great to hear. That's brilliant. Well, that's our six recommendations. I find it quite hard to whittle it down to just those. I could kind of carry on forever, but I feel like that would be a little bit self-indulgent. It, I mean, it would. It would. It, people could just go back and listen to the episodes rather than listening to us biff on for ages. <laughs> exactly. But yes, from next week, our normal service will resume. Um, but in the meantime... Thank you very much for listening. Do go and check out those episodes. We put links down to them in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions for us or want to get in touch about your writing or anything else to do with books, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Centre. Check out our Facebook page and you can sign up to Steph's amazing newsletter over at nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk. Full of amazingness it is. As a UK registered charity, we rely on the generosity of our supporters to make our work possible. Please do consider giving a donation today by visiting the National Centre for Writing website and hitting support us in the top right hand corner. Please do rate, review and subscribe or follow the podcast because it helps other people to find it. And the more writers we can get in the ears of, the better. Thanks again. Do keep writing and we'll catch you on the next episode. (music) 